one. Welcome to the Costly Distinct Podcast. This is your boy, DJ KO. Uh, I'd like to thank you guys for tuning back into the show. Uh, thank you guys for viewing and commenting on the last show. You know, last show was a, a pretty good one. Uh, we had a lot of comments, a lot of education that went on in the last episode. So we're going to continue to bring that kind of content to you guys. Also, today we have two special guests uh, here on the podcast. We have two brothers, two entrepreneurial brothers, young brothers here in the Houston area, and we're going to get more into it. Uh, I'd, like, I'd like to welcome to the show, everybody welcome to the show, Mr. Keandre Jordan and Mr. Jay Jones. Thanks for having me. How you guys doing today? Doing great. Y'all good? Yeah, man. So uh, the weather was uh, it was 108 degrees today. It was steaming hot. Work was busy, and you guys making all the money. <laughs> what a beautiful life, right? <laughs> so let me get into it. Starting with you, okay, Andre. Uh, exactly, where are you from, and what is it that you do? Okay, so I'm from a small town called Utah, Alabama. Really close to uh, <laughs> Tuscaloosa. Okay. So uh, I was born in Tuscaloosa, went to Alabama a and Okay. Graduated civil engineering, came down here to Houston, um, and started an engineering career for oil and gas. Now um, now what I do now is uh, food marketing for black-owned restaurants. Oh, dope. Dope. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Congratulations, man, and welcome to the show. Appreciate Jay Jones, yes, what sir. about yourself, brother? Uh, originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, came to Houston in 2012 um, to attend TSU, uh, walk on, play basketball there. Okay. And, um, eventually just stayed um, after college, just stayed and um, got into banking. I was working in the bank for a few years and okay. um, got laid off. And uh, just kind of while I was working there, a guy came in with a, a DoorDash bag that had McDonald's in it. And that was the first time I seen McDonald's delivered. Okay. And at that point, it kind of sparked my interest, like, oh, this is a thing. Like, people are delivering everything now. So I kind of just eventually took that into my own hands and put my own spin on it and decided to uh, get into the delivery service, and that's how we got mall run. Oh, that's dope. That's dope, man. So we're going to get into it today, man. I know you guys, both of you guys have uh, a unique uh, back not background, but, you un- well, Utah, Alabama, that's very unique. You, that's a trivia question. That's it. What's the game? Uh uh, uh want to be a millionaire? Yeah. Do you know where Utah, Alabama is? That's a trivia Don't question. Start, <laughs> but you guys have a, a unique background as far as what you guys do, man. Uh, f- uh, marketing for black restaurants and running for not running, but yeah, delivery for all kind of business for all different businesses, and and that's dope. That's dope. So I see both of you guys went to HBCU, TSU, and Alabama A and M. So starting with that. What made you guys say, I'm going to graduate from high school and go to HBCU? Okay, okay. Because, <laughs> you know, in Alabama, you have, uh, let's see, you have South Alabama. Well, in your area, you have Tuscaloosa. You have, uh, what is that? University of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, UAB. But then we also have the most HBCUs of, of any state in the United States. So okay. I wouldn't study the white schools, no way. Okay. So I was either going to go to Alabama a and or I was going to try to go to Jackson State and see the meteorology. Mm. I wasn't studying white school. Well, that's dope. That's dope. Dope. And 
in Baltimore, you know, in Baltimore, you know what Baltimore is famous for, right? Crafts. Well, <laughs> other than that. <laughs> or, what is that? The uh, show. Uh, um, the Wire? The Wire. Yeah, that's my show. Yes, that, that's the only That's the only thing Baltimore is known for. The well, Ravens. We can get well, the Lamar well, in there. Yeah. We can throw Lamar Jackson in there. If you're a sports guy. Yeah. I'm saying, like, <laughs> somebody that never been on the East Coast. Right. And you mentioned Baltimore. Of course, Crab Cakes, but uh, The Wire. They were like, oh, The Wire. That's where The Wire is, right? For sure. So sure. you went to TSU from Baltimore. Well, by way of Dallas, I actually went to high okay. school in Dallas. So I had been here for a little while. Um, my dad had got a job in Dallas. Okay. So I, for high school, I pretty much moved with him. So finished high school in, in, in Dallas. actually got a, a basketball scholarship to go to uh, Lincoln University. In Missouri, um, in right? Missouri. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually another HBCU. Yeah. Um, didn't work out there, and I wanted to go to another HBCU, but I did want to come back to Texas because I enjoyed my time in Dallas, but there were no – they did have Paul Quinn for HBCU yeah. there, but I, I wanted to come to Houston just so, to get something new. That's my next question. Why Houston? Of all places you guys could have went, Louisiana, you could have went to New York, you went to D.C., mm-hmm. uh, you could have went to uh, Florida. Why Houston? I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> so my thing was um, I didn't want to leave the South, and I wanted to stay in uh, live in a bigger city. I didn't want to go to Atlanta. And I wanted to go okay. To they had a lot of black people, so Houston was uh, next in line. And then, of course, with the engineering um, field, engineering on oh, Houston was the best choice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I would have to say I heard great things about Houston. Yeah. And um, Texas Southern at the time, <laughs> uh, I was just kind of looking on the basketball uh, scope of things. And at the time, from what I was seeing – TSU, as far as black colleges in the SWAC, basketball-wise, was right. was pretty much running things. So I wanted to go be a part of that. That was the main reason, more so basketball, because I didn't know anybody here. Okay. So how, so how old are you guys? What's your ages? 29. 29. 29. Oh, y'all young, man. Okay. So, so back story, I went to Southern University. Okay. Where's that at? That's the school that dominates in the SWAC. Well, when I was there, we dominated in the SWAC. You know, it's well, no football, rock. y'all. Still do a football, basketball, no basketball. It was it was more Alabama State, I believe. Mm-hmm. Alabama State was pretty good when I was there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but the good thing is we all went to HBCU, and uh, I'm older than you guys, but that's a good thing, man. And you guys are young, and you guys started something that you know, uh, no, like a lot of people not doing. So let's get into that. What about what? How did you guys get into what you're doing? Like, what was it? What, what was it? <laughs> yeah, I can kind of continue from the story from earlier. I um, was in banking, and the the guy from Deliver McDonald's, that just kind of sparked me thinking about just the more futuristic things of how things are kind of changing and becoming. Okay. So in my head, I'm like, uh, the food landscape is already, that's already taken care of. But I'm just thinking about everything else as far as your daily essentials, groceries, even clothing, everything. Okay. Just, just kind of seeing how the, everything was was really coming together and malls kind of not doing good in business. It's even pre-pandemic. Right. I'm just seeing how everything is changing to online. So, and yeah, it was about 2017. I'm like, let me let me try to get this thing going now because I can just see the thing, the way that things are going, and then the pandemic just sped everything up. So how do? How, but all right. So I know I know we're talking on a topical level, but how does a person that's 20 at the time, 27 years old? Yeah, 20. I was 26. 26 years old, mm-hmm. right? How do they start something like that? 
because I understand you had a foresight, but it's easier said. And you're saying it like it was so easy, but I'm pretty sure it yeah. was easy. It, it wasn't easy, but I would just say I'm going to figure it out. That's okay. just the kind of person I am. And how I initially started the, the first website and platform, I just had to get real creative because money was low. Okay. Real low. The lowest. <laughs> and um, I, I made a Shopify account and had the Shopify converted into an app. So the functionality was very basic, like the first one, very. Okay. But I had a platform there, and I had a model to show businesses and show them, hey, we can list your products here and help bring you more business. And at first, it was everybody said no because it was so new, and people didn't really understand it yet. Right. But I would say maybe post-pandemic is when everybody started to understand it when it was a lot of uh, curbside deliveries right. and stuff like that. Then it was just like I was already kind of ready because of what I did years prior. But, yeah, just being creative because when, when your money low, you got to be more creative. Absolutely. Absolutely. What about you, Keandre, as far as marketing to black black uh, restaurants? Because, you know, here in Houston, we have a lot of black restaurants, a lot of diversity here, man, and uh, a lot of good restaurants. Now I'm from originally from Louisiana, but, you know, the ones that cook crawfish, you know, I uh, <laughs> I have a bone to pick with most of these guys because they put that stuff on top of the crawfish. But <laughs> before it's your marketing, man, how, how how did that how did that transpire? Leaping on with some can of worms. Did <laughs> 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 I did I help you to close? Um, but how I started was um, my love for food, um, and and our culture. Mm-hmm. I'm from a I'm from the black belt. Okay. Which is where um, a, a lot of the black people of the state live. Okay. Like my school was 100% black, all of them, like. 100% black? 100% black. Wow. We, ne- we never saw other races in our, in our town. So um, when I came to Houston and was doing engineering, I would say when I was being, I, I got laid off of contracts in six times. Okay. And when I was looking for help, I was going to our people for help. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was hard. Same, same experience. It was tough. Mm-hmm. Even though you had that, you had that ideal to say, "Okay, I'm gonna help my people to help me out. I want to stay, stick within my people." But you realized the dollar was more than a black dollar. Yeah. Um. And so that and, and, and that that was hurtful. And so I said, "There's something that I got to do." Okay. To, to, to mask this pain, but then to be able to turn this pain into something glorious for the community. Mm-hmm. And I I said, you know what? Folks know I love food, especially crawfish. I love my people. So it was just unanimous to just to put those two together and just start going to these different restaurants and, and, and helping, them, helping them out. And so I looked at those restaurants like I did myself in corporate America, this okay. dope individual right. that nobody gets a chance, you know. Right. So I wanted to make sure that I, I went, I go back and reach my hand and pick them up the way I wanted somebody to do me in corporate America. Right. So that's dope because uh, when you say that, because I, I have a couple, a handful of restaurants uh, that I go to here, me and my wife. Uh, actually, I think I only go to black restaurants. I mean, I you, think can, you can do that in Houston. You don't. That, that's all I. That's I, mean, I work in it. So. Right. 
But I don't know because I don't think I don't think I'll do it on purpose. But I think what yeah, I same, like. Same. I don't think I do it on purpose either. But those are the spots I typically go to. Yeah. Right. And restaurants and bars. I it's, think it's, it's mostly easy black to owned. do it. It's it's easy in Houston to do that. That's dope. Yeah. So, so both of you guys are young men. Uh, you guys have siblings. Yes. What? So what was the what was the uh, the business model in your in you guys uh, life to understand business? I know you say you was in banking. Yeah, but my dad was an um, entrepreneur. Oh, so, um, okay. Yeah, and the more I thought about it, the more I realized where I kind of got that from. My mom had a daycare in our house. Oh, okay. My dad, my granddad had a, a landscaping company. So it was around me, but I didn't realize it until I got older. And in the summer times, my dad had a store when I was maybe elementary school, middle school, and I used to work it. So, yeah, when you really sit back and think, it always comes from somewhere. And that's definitely, I would say definitely from my dad, because I was working his store at 10, 11 years old on the cash register, kind of running things. Oh, you was lucky, man. Yeah, so I got to get that that early. And a lot of those principles I still carry with me to this day. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of us uh, now, like they're preaching it now, they're preaching business now. Like you have business classes, but it's not a real business class because right. they don't teach you uh, the the ups and downs about business. They don't teach you how to scale up, scale down. They don't teach you how to formulate a staff. They don't teach you how to budget. You know what I'm saying? If you if you in a business major, they teach you that. But most people go to college. You what for general studies, psychology, education. You know your, your top your your, your normal uh, stuff. Uh, but that's dope, Keandre. For as your business model, who taught you your business model? And you from Alabama, so you know. Now look, no knock in Alabama, because look, in Louisiana. <laughs> We we have a lot of farmers there, and Mississippi, but those farmers making millions of dollars, and people don't even know that because they dress in overalls and they dirty every day. But they millionaires. Yeah. I'm like, man. So I thought about. It. I said, man, if I graduate, I'm gonna go ahead and buy me like a hundred acres of land and just harvest the land. Because I know a lot of dudes, older dudes like that, they don't talk much. They you know they harvest their crops and they make. Mad money. They have they own acreage of land. They the house is seventy five hundred uh, square feet, mm-hmm. and you, you would never know. Mm-hmm. Versus you know, but as far as that inspiration, man, I mean that uh, influence. How your business model? What did that come from? Now, now that question I wasn't prepared for. <laughs> um, so currently, that's what I'm going through right now. With, okay. Uh, uh, Actually, I met at a friend's kickback back in February. Okay. And he said, you know, I, I like what you're doing. You're doing, you know, something good for the city. So, um, you know, let's get together, come to my office, and we will meet, you know, every week since then. And so also my friend who I went to school with, she's helping me with a lot of different things. So coming from where I come from, we didn't have um, – we have black business owners, but not like how it is in Houston, of course. Right. Uh, a lot of our people were um, school teachers. And so in order for me to get out, we had to go to school. So education was always my specialty. Okay. You know, more than owning a business. Right. So um, now I'm starting to get that business, you know. Right. Savvy. Understand. So, understand. Yeah. yeah. And the thing is, you know, having mentors. <coughs> Do you guys have mentors? I know you just say you have a mentor, but like other than that one guy, do you have mentors as far as with uh, business, as far as with uh, just uh, I would say one, one true one because 
folks say they mentors, but they not right. Really doing it because mentors, man. To me, I have a couple of mentors. <coughs> um, I guess it's more of a, a they holding your hand through the process or whatever you're going through. Not saying they have all the answers, but they they probably went down that road that you're going down. Not in the same particular area, right. but they understand what you're doing. So. I think it's good to get mentors. I think uh, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a show, man. Speaking of that, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start a show about that, about black men being mentors to black men. It's important. Yeah, because like he was like basically what he was saying earlier, when you when you try to reach out to people to look like you, it doesn't always go your way, especially yeah, coming up. Time. Yeah, especially because like I said, when I first started, most of the stores I was reaching out to just with the general idea. We're black-owned businesses. Through email, very responsive. But when it came time to set up the meeting and they saw me, I could kind of see, like, oh, no, nah, I'll pass on that. So I can understand it. I really do. And I do think it is important for mentors and just for people that are in higher positions just as far as just in life and in business to not shun the up-and-comers away right. like, uh, I'm going to keep this to myself. And I think it is a change into that I've been seeing lately. But I think the, not to talk about them, but the older generation was more <laughs> like that. Like, uh, we're we going to keep y'all over here. we just going to take all the money. But now I, I see there's a lot more people like, let me help you. Let right. me show you this. Yeah. Let me show you the way. So I think it is changing. I want you guys to give me a story. Give me a story about your first time interacting with a black, reaching out to somebody black, and he denied you. What was the, <laughs> What was the takeaway from it? You can go first. <laughs> Not being negative, just wanted to know what did you guys learn from it? The very first time you reached out to somebody black to help you out in your idea. Oh, you say my idea. Your business idea. And they said, nah, I'm good, bro. You know what? I would say a lot of people actually come to me to to help me. Okay. And based on what I went through in, in corporate America. I had my guard up. Okay. Because this right here is mine. Right. And I, you ain't finna mess that up. So, um, I was, I would say that when I, I actually had a run in with somebody, um, it taught me how to uh, be careful. You know who who I partner with. Okay. So th that's this <coughs> what I learned. Okay. So the, the question is just like when you first started as far as like maybe trying to get a business partner or actually linking with other businesses. Linking with other businesses so they can okay. buy into your, your business model. <clears throat> I would say mine were very, um, through email, uh, very, a lot of good responses. But like I said, once we got to the face-to-face -face meeting, I could just notice a, a demeanor change. Like okay. the excitement kind of went away when – Cause it's an app and it's not a lot. Well, now it is, but three years ago it wasn't. Four years ago, it wasn't a lot of us really in the tech world that looked like us. You know what I'm saying? So right. I feel like it. They were. They may have been expecting <coughs> somebody else to walk through the door. Then they saw me and was like, oh, "A big uh, black dude, man." Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So they like, uh, "Who's this cat, man?" We'll we'll let you know. And they had never, for the most part, never got back. Right. So let me ask you this: How how important is partnerships with you guys? Business partners, people that want to get behind your idea, your vision. How important is that for you guys? And you guys are young. I could tell you from my experience, partnership is everything. This is for me. 
far as starting off with marriage. I, I understand you guys. Don't hey, look. Don't get married, man. Because y'all, unless y'all, you married? No, married. Okay, good. To myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> your young man stay single as long as you can, man. But partnership. Because I looked at physics. You say you a math person, right? And you're a banker, so ex banker, so you know numbers. <clears throat> Two heads are always better than one, and you can't do everything by yourself. So, yeah, in the sense of that, that's partnership in itself. It's always key. Now you have people on the same goals, the same vision, same ideas as you. That moving in the same direction. Now they might be, it might be somebody that's not like you. When I say like you, you know what I'm saying, right? It might not be somebody black. Might be somebody that's another race or another culture or older or much younger. But if you guys have the same vision, same idea, I think partnership is very important. So what you guys think about partnership? Ooh, I, 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 I agree. I agree. Because I can say um, for maybe the first few years of my business, um, it was hard to get those partnerships. But once I started getting them and building the trust that's when my network grew because if I can give an example, like um, one of the stores I work with, um, probably OST Liquor, black-owned okay. liquor store, and um, he connected me to a few other people just off of his actual network from me building trust with him. Okay. So I feel like that's the most important thing, and, and that's when you get that trust. And the people that trust him off the fact that he trusts me, they're going to trust me too. Right, right. So I think that's – Trust in business is the most important thing, and that's what those partnerships can bring. Where is OST Liquor? Where is that? Um, Old Spanish Trail in Scott. Oh, because in Third Ward. <coughs> yeah, Third Ward. Third Ward. Okay, cool, cool. I got to go check that out. I didn't know they had a black-owned liquor store here. Yeah, one year. Got that'd like be one year six, in pretty man. soon. Like, got like six or seven. Man. Is it? Oh, I didn't know that. Because I live on the other side of town. I live on the west, northwest side of town, so it's none of it. Well, OST Liquor? No, like black-owned. Oh, yeah, it is a lot. Black-owned liquor stores. You got Bottles. We work with them. They're downtown. Bottles, liquor store. Royalty. Yep, Royalty and Wines. It's a, it's a lot of them. Okay, cool. Dope. I got to check them out, man. What about you? What about what, what you think about uh, partnerships? Honestly, partnerships um, with the right person mm -hmm. is good because, like you said, two heads is better than one. And when you have a great idea, you don't. You can't do it all by yourself, right? Because you'll be a jack of all trades, and uh, they said, and a and a skilled person of none. Whatever they're saying is, so so be oh. somebody being able to take the load off you, so that um a lot of the the tasks can be completed. I definitely think that jack of all what, trades, master of none. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, because I've been called that before. Jack of all trades, and master of none. Yeah, you know everything, but you don't know nothing. Yeah, and there was, there was. I think that's all of us in the grand scheme. Of yeah, there, there was an engineer. Yeah, we trying to find, but the thing is, with that man, we trying to find it out. <clears throat> I think we as people, not even black, but we just trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. We trying to figure out. We in a new landscape. We in Houston. I'm a young man. It's a big, a uh, uh, big world out there. There's so many things we can do. You know what I'm saying? I could invest in whatever. I could go like right now. A big one is uh, investing in the stock market. A lot of people don't know what they're doing. This uh, Doji coin, and they trying to invest in Robin Hood and Coinbase. And I'm learning too. I got burnt with Dodge, right? <laughs> trying, to, trying to trying to ride the wave, and I got humbled real fast. It was it was going up, and the Saturday Night Live came on with uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yeah. And that day, I put more in there because the whole 
social media. <clears throat> oh, Elon gonna make it go up even more. Right. And it damn near crashed. <laughs> right. And I'm sitting there like I'm tapping my phone. Like I know. I know it's gonna go back up. But like you said, uneducated. I'm I'm in the stocks a little bit. A lot of my friends are, but crypto is very volatile. Yeah. You can you can hit one day and lose it the like, next. And the thing is a lot of people, like a lot of my friends has been in the market for like thirty years. Not thirty, but say fifteen years. They know they know the game. They know when to roll them, hold them, fold them. They know how to do it. You know what I'm saying? I just got in the stock market probably about three years ago, but I, I'm not very aggressive in the stock market. Okay, I'm very you know conservative. I put in, I go to my S and P 500. I know it's gonna give me an eight percent return on my money, so I'm good. You know what I'm saying? It's better than a 401k if you're not getting it matched dollar for dollar. But that's a whole another podcast. Uh, for as talking about finances, what about finances? How important the finances is when you have a a a, a, a business when <laughs> you have a business and it's like you said earlier, without no money, it's kind of difficult to maneuver things. Mm-hmm. So how important is financing within your business? How important are finances? I would say for me confidence okay. able to not try to do things to survive. Right. Okay. I agree. And, and saying that, like, what you mean? How many folks can watch this? Oh, man, you good. <laughs> All your viewers. <laughs> I'm sorry. My LSD is falling. Oh, Lord. Um, hmm. I would say that... Um, like what he said, try, getting creative is is you have to get creative when you got low funds, and then that's, that that adds to a lot of stress. Okay. And so I definitely know that getting finance, you know, having finances would just help. Would be uh, you know would I would say mask a lot of our pain in 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 business. Right. You know, because we ain't got to worry about. I got to make a dollar there. Right. It didn't seem like it bothered any folks. Yeah, right. yeah, definitely. I, I agree. And then, because, you know, getting, getting, getting finances from our community, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, I they think. They might not. They don't really have it. Our community don't really yes, have it. Right. From not having it or just like, and I know close to the end, I really want to ask, ask him a question. Go ahead, I yeah. I do the same thing. Go Because uh, I, I know you were saying that, when you when you rent emails to some of these to these businesses, mm-hmm. we all met in person, they they looked at you kind of funny. Or, yeah, for sure. So were they expecting somebody white? I would think so. And I'm a pretty big guy, so I'm walking in there looking like a, a linebacker. So they probably like it, it just throws them for a loop. And like I said back <coughs> now it's not I don't really have those same issues. Because the name is it's not out there all the way, but it's 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 kind of out there, and they can see the stores that we do work with. So it's like, oh, you work with them, okay? We'll give you a shot. But at the time, we weren't really working with anybody. So it's yeah. But long story short, I, I, they probably were looking for. I wouldn't just necessarily say white, but definitely somebody other than me, right? For sure, for sure. Because I've been through that as well, mm-hmm. and. I think we need to get in the habit of knowing that we are our own savior because we know our community from frontward to backward. For sure. And 
you know, cause cause there's been some businesses that have been burned by other racist people that, um, you know, had those little coupon books, right? And hey, if you if you spend seven hundred dollars, you can get this coupon book and you get a lot of business. But they didn't get no business from it. But then, so when I come in, it's almost like, oh yeah, what you what you gonna do for us? You know, yeah, you can't. So yeah, I understand. They'll trust that person before they'll trust somebody who okay, I know what the market looking for, especially right. these black women. Right. So. How did you how do how do you like work past it? Because that's something that I'm trying to get over. Because because it it, it it bothers me a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Not from a financial perspective, but from a culture perspective. Yeah, no, I definitely <coughs> I definitely get what you're saying, and I've had experiences with plenty people who look just like me who have successful black owned businesses, and it, it it is disheartening. But at the same time, the way I try to look at it, I try to be look at the positives out of everything because. Almost all of the stores that may have said no, they double back and say yes later. Right. So it may not be the right time. Like the timing just might not be right. I understand the reasoning is a little funny because it's basically off a race thing. But I feel like the timing always happens and you're like, oh, now you want to work with me. And at the end of the day, it's business. So you try not to take it personal, even though it is a personal reason. Mm-hmm. They're not working with you. Yeah, yeah. But I, I would definitely say that just – just knowing that eventually you're going to have to come through me. Like, it's not going to really be a, you know, and then we're going to do business together, and then you're going to wish you were doing business with us the whole time, so. And, and then people, one thing I got to understand, people, a lot of people got to understand this, because you guys are almost 15 years younger than me. One thing a lot of people got to understand that business doesn't happen overnight. Right. Um, white or black, all green or blue. The thing is, one, once you find your niche, you got to work your niche. Mm-hmm. It's like planting. It's like planting a, a garden, right? You put your seed down. Well, you first you you tilled your your yard up. You put your seed down, and you don't expect the harvest tomorrow, right? It takes time because you got to water that crop. You got to take the weeds out that crop. It takes time for that crop to grow. And once that crop grows, what happens? It still has weeds within the mm-hmm. crop, mm-hmm. and some of those crops gonna come out bad. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, it's not the. And then it's it's all about timing too, <laughs> like you said earlier, timing is the biggest thing in business. A lot of people rush business because they, of course, your idea is one of the best ideas that you have because it's your idea. But the thing is, everybody else doesn't know that. How does everybody else know your idea is the best? Even if I'm black. Like, for instance, if, if I'm a, a brother, which I am, and <laughs> and somebody solicited me with some business, I want to see, see proof. I understand right. they're up and coming, but I still want to see some type of proof. What are you doing to prove yourself? Are you out here in these streets? Or did you reach over to X, Y, and Z? Did you do this? Are you trying to push your social media? Are you uh, what they call grassroots? Are you just grinding? Because the thing is, and I'm not knocking the younger generation, because I love the younger generation because they're very innovative, but the lack of hustle. I agree. We don't, you, the older crowd, I'm not saying I'm older, but I'm within that, that, that older and the younger. We know how to hustle. Even if we don't have, we're going to hustle. We're going to get it. We're going to. We're going to go out there and, and we're going to get some water and put it in the cooler and sell it a dollar mm-hmm. or whatever, even though it might be embarrassing, but we hustling. We're trying to make some money. Can I throw this in there real quick, too? Y'all are the generation, like our, our pops and uncles. So a lot of the times I feel like y'all may have sheltered us from that, that side. Hustle. 
Right. Cause y'all hustled so hard, so we didn't have to. Right. You get what I'm saying? So right. I feel like, and not saying us, because clearly we hustle, but overall in the generation, I do feel like that generation was the hustlers. It is no question about it. Right. But you hustle so your seeds didn't have to do as much. And when they got older, right. I think that's where I think that's where the disconnect happened. Because it, I think, and also we wanted our kids to have what we didn't get. Right. So if we didn't get it, we was like, okay, I'm going to promise myself that I'm never going to get to this point. Because, you know, most of us grew up, you know, right, kind of fairly poor. Right. You know, mid- they say it was middle class, but it's really not the middle class. It's lower still middle lower class. class. Lower middle class. You mm-hmm. know, none of us grew up making 250 grand a year. Right. You know, so we're not in the middle class. Uh, so, but we wanted certain things. We wanted certain shoes. Uh, we wanted to go to certain places. But nobody had the transportation. Nobody had the the money to buy it. You know what I'm saying? We had to go to church. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the pastor preaching, you know, all this. But at the same time, we struggling. We eating pot of meat and hoghead cheese and, you know, right, right. stuff like that. But to to, to, to your point, that, that's 100% right. Like a lot of kids, I ain't going to say they spoil, but they all spoil. Yeah. Very much. Even though they I don't agree. know they spoil. And if somebody says no the first time, that stops the hustle. Right. Or that stops them for from them it stops them from investing back into a person that looks just like them. You know what I'm saying? So but with you guys, you guys are uh you guys are paving the way, man, for a younger generation so they can see you guys because you have a lot of people coming behind you guys right. that looking that that's looking at y'all that you don't realize. I'm talking about young guys, I'm talking about young kids, I'm talking about ten years old. They're like, Oh yeah, look look at Keandre. He, he's marketing to the black restaurants. I like that, mom. Mm-hmm. How can I do that? So now right. the thing is, if you give up or if you get frustrated, now what, what they gonna think? Same thing. Because the thing is right. Because the thing is now it's it's about that that next generation. It's not about us, even though we're grinding trying to get it. But it's about that next generation that's coming up. Right. Yeah, man. So I appreciate you guys for coming on, man. I wanna uh, I wanna know where the people could find you guys so you they could invest in the investment opportunities. Uh, <coughs> expansion and where they could find you if they just want to have conversation. Uh, what's you guys' handles, websites, whatever you guys got? Gotcha. Yeah, uh, mine, uh, business, uh, Mall Run Team, at Mall Run Team on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Mall Run Team, and my personal is Jay Jones, CEO, and that's where all of you can reach out to me and, and everything is on there. Dope, dope. So you can find me on Instagram. TikTok, my sub and brand, and then even I have a website, which is my sub and brand. And uh, I have a whole lot of conversations going on. Dope. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, people talk to me all the time. Dope. Man, you know what? It was funny you said TikTok. I've been trying to start a TikTok for the last last <coughs> two months. I don't know how to work that thing, man. <laughs> I don't know how to work it. Somebody got to show me how to work it, man. Somebody. That's important now, too, business. That's very important. I'm learning the the importance of TikTok too, because that's a whole nother generation of kids and adults too. Yes, that's over there. So I'm, that's good, man. I appreciate you guys for coming on, man. Uh, like I said, man, you guys hit these guys up, man. They got a lot of good information. Uh, I'm happy for you guys. I'm glad you guys are doing something that's productive in the community. Two black brothers, you guys could be doing anything else in the world, but you're doing something that puts the culture forward, man. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for having us on your platform. Uh, it's, it's super important to uh, just have a place to go. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And talk to people that look just like us. Yes. And, and they go through the same things and stuff. Yes. So that's super dope. So thanks for having us on. Absolutely. Appreciate Thank it, brother. Thank you as well. Uh, 
everybody, you guys know where to go at Coast of the Distinct Podcast. We're on everywhere. Uh, make sure you guys tune in. Make sure you guys subscribe. Tell your people, to your friends, to your to your boo, and tell your uh, side piece. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all, this is the Coastly Distinct. This is DJ KO Coastly Distinct Podcast signing off. Love y'all. Peace. <laughs>